This is episode 154. I have so much awareness, but things are not changing with Noemi. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I really love the topic of today's episode because one of the most common complaints or frustrations that I hear from people on the personal growth path, and if you're listening to the show, you're definitely on that path, is that I have all this awareness, so why aren't things changing? I know my limiting beliefs and how they got there, yet I can't seem to shift them. Believe me, I get that too. I saw my first therapist when I was around 12 years old, so I had years of analyzing myself and talking through things, which was definitely helpful. But it wasn't until I started to incorporate the experiential work, a bit of what you'll see in today's episode, that things really started to shift. If you feel a bit stuck and ready to break through to the next level and actually be able to feel differently and therefore create different results, then I highly recommend you join me for my spring retreat. This retreat is gold. This is the retreat where I incorporate so much of the highly experiential transformational work that really shifted me. It's my most popular retreat. We always have a long waiting list. It always sells out. So we're allowing more people this year. Email jill at christinehasser.com if you want to learn more or go to christinehasser.com slash spring dash retreat and take action quickly. The retreat's in March, but it fills up quickly. And I tell you, like this retreat in three days, it'll be like 10 years of therapy. (laughs) Trust me. It's so worth it. And sorry, gents, this one's just for the ladies, but I am going to be beginning to teach retreats and workshops with my man for men and women on love and relationships. So stay tuned for that. Quickly want to thank my sponsors for today's episode. One thing I never used to think about is my deodorant. I just put it on and go, but it's something I use every day. So if there's a safer alternative out there, I definitely want to know about it. That's why I've got to tell you about the aluminum-free deodorant that really changed the game for me, Kopari. Their coconut deodorant is aluminum-free and it works. (laughs) Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kopari takes care of any smell without messing up your body's natural patterns. And most importantly, like I said, it really works. It fights odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil and outlasts your longest days. It's gotten a lot of love from editors, a lot of five-star reviews, and that's why it's Kopari's number one selling product. They can barely keep it in stock. And it doesn't leave behind that sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. And this is what I really love. It's free of silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda. So it's great for sensitive skin. It's great for all skin. And I've been using it in the summer and it's been really hot. I'm in Texas now, once again. It works. So knowing there's a clean, safe option out there, why wouldn't you want to try it? Kopari also offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to. Say aloha to Kopari. Go to koparibeauty.com slash over it to make the safe, easy switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash over it, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash over it. 
And for all you hardworking entrepreneurs out there, putting in the hours while summer is going on, has dealing with your day-to-day paperwork ever brought the feelings that resemble anything close to joy, ease, or satisfaction? Probably not. So if you're ready for that to change, our friends at FreshBooks are inviting you to try their ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that's a joy to use. And yes, I just use the word joy to describe accounting. Using FreshBooks literally takes 30 seconds to create and send a polished, professional-looking invoice. You can link your FreshBooks account to your credit and debit cards. So next time you expense that business lunch or tank of gas, it'll show up automatically in your FreshBooks account. And with two clicks, FreshBooks can set you up to receive payments online, which can seriously improve how you get paid. To see all the way FreshBooks can bring the joy by changing the way you feel about your paperwork, they're offering my listeners an unrestricted 30-day free trial. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. Today I am joined by Noemi and we have such a beautiful, deep healing session. She does some incredible, incredible work. I'm so proud of the depths that she goes to in this episode. Her question is around shifting limiting beliefs. She's aware that she has some beliefs that really are not doing her any good. She's aware of where they come from but they seem to keep driving her behavior and choices. She's having difficulty really shifting them, shifting the way she feels inside and therefore shifting the experiences she's creating in her life. And that's true for all of us. Awareness isn't enough. A lot of times we have a lot of awareness about what the limiting beliefs are and how they got there. But until we actually feel differently inside, until we shift it from it just being a mental concept to really embodying it in ourselves and really having a physical, visceral experience of forgiveness, of deeper understanding. It's hard to get behavior and feelings to shift. And you'll see what I mean by this as Noemi does the work in this episode. So as you're watching this episode, consider, are you very self-aware? You know what your limiting beliefs are, you know where they came from, but you're having a hard time shifting. Did you have a parent or step-parent or authority figure that was really critical of you or even just a little bit critical of you and their voice still exists in your head? You're full of a lot of self-doubt. You're massively hard on yourself. If you're a woman, do you have a hard time trusting men? Were you really, really hurt by someone in your life? And so it's hard for you to trust in general. And finally, are you considering getting back into the dating world, but you have a lot of fear about that? You don't want to keep having the same patterns and hurts show up in relationship. Basically, you want to stop dating the same kind of person over and over again with a different face. So keep these questions in mind as you watch my coaching session with Noemi. Noemi, welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. And then um, I've been doing some work for the last couple of years. and Like personal growth work? Yes, personal growth work. And I think for the last couple of years that I've been doing this, I kind of keep on coming back to the same thing, which are self-limiting beliefs. And like I said, I've done the work, so I, I know where they came from, where they stem from. But for some reason, I just can't seem to overcome them. And now that I am interested in going back into the dating scene, I um, I seem to come across them again. Okay. And there's a lot of fear in being vulnerable and dating and all of this just because of past traumas. Okay. So what are the limiting beliefs and where did they come from? Um, so some of the, well, some of the lim- limiting beliefs are that... Um, I'm not good enough. And so um, I grew up with a stepdad who was very uh, abusive. 
And so I would constantly be told that I was stupid and worthless and I would never amount to anything. And um, I've been you know, constantly fighting against it, but it still hurts. Yeah. Um, and so I, I saw that throughout my life, I kept on putting myself into these habits and into these um, parts of my life where I could replay that. And so I kept on proving that he was right because I kept right. on doing things that made it right. Or attracted people who would tell mm -hmm. you the same things or, yep. Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So, but where, where you still feel stuck is where? Um, not a, I guess, replacing those limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, I catch myself still being hard on myself and kind of parenting myself in that the way he parented me. Right. And whenever things happened, I'm all like, um, well, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, that was going to happen because of the way things were. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Does this uh, um, show up mostly just in relationships with men or does this show up in all aspects of your life? Um, I want to say in all aspects of my life. Okay. So how does it show up in not a relationship way? Um, Let's say career-wise right yep. now, um, I just got done with school like about a year ago and I've been going out and trying to find different things. And for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I don't have everything that I need for this position or I, I won't be able to do that position or, you know, I'll stay here. It's comfortable here. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to me stepping outside of my comfort zone, it's very scary. Right. And then all those trigger points come back. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So. For us to, for our limiting belief to shift, because you have a lot of the mental awareness, yeah. right? But now we need to get it into your cells, yeah. like into your body. And a lot of that is sort of looking at um, the feelings that are attached to that limiting belief. Okay. So back when your stepfather, who you've given a lot of power to, yeah. and we're going to talk about that, um, and who also has influence what you think of men, yeah. which is also a big part of this, which is why dating is scary for you. So when your stepfather would say those things, forget for a minute what it made you think, but how did it make you feel? Um, very little, very, very little. And I, I felt that he was right. Yeah. And um, because of other things prior to him and then after him, um, I just kept on emphasizing that right. I, I, I must not be worthy. Right, right, right. So it sounds to me like in a lot of ways you said you felt little. So mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you felt disempowered. Yeah. Like you didn't have your power mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we give the younger you, the little girl in you, your power back? <laughs> I don't know. Let me ask you this. Tell me about a time where you felt powerful. Um, I guess when um, I would go and, and kind of put an event together or I would help uh, organize and coordinate something, I would see the tangible. I would be able to see like, oh, so I did this and this led to this and wow, I was a part of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it came from, like, putting events together, bringing mm -hmm. people together, mm -hmm. that kind of energy? Yeah. Okay, great. 
So actually what I want to talk to you about is the power of your feminine energy. Okay. Because you got very disempowered by not masculine energy, but by hurt, shadow masculine yeah. energy. Your stepfather was a very hurt man mm -hmm. who felt dis very disempowered in his own life. So the way that he got power and made himself feel better is he made you feel small. Can you see that? Yeah. And can you see that it was just his pain leaking out on you? It really had nothing to do with you, but you took it personally. Can you see that? I can definitely see that. Okay. And as I'm saying these things, see if you can kind of feel things too as I'm saying this, right? And you might even, even though he's someone that you probably have a lot of anger against, you might even feel compassion. I do. Yeah. And that's good because love is stronger than hate. Love is way more powerful than hate. So you were saying you felt empowered when you put these events together and you brought people together, which is a very kind of feminine, creative, collaborative energy. And masculine feminine doesn't mean male, female. We, we both have both. But yeah. as women, we, lead, we thrive more when we're a little more, when we lean into our feminine energy more. However, our conditioning is that feminine energy is weak yeah. and masculine energy is strong, right? Yeah. And that's not true at all. Healthy masculine, healthy feminine, they're both incredibly empowering. Am I making sense to you yeah. so far? Mm -hmm. Okay. So part of taking your power back is going to be by stepping into some of your feminine superpowers. And one of our greatest feminine superpowers is compassion. And what's happened is because he hurt you so bad, you've held on to a lot of anger at him because even though you can feel compassionate to an yeah. extent, because it's the only way that you felt powerful. You've tried to take back your power the same way he overpowered you. Yeah. Being hurt and being angry. Yeah. And that's gonna kind of protect you and keep a wall up. It's gonna keep a lot of men out. Yeah. It's gonna allow it the has. men in that are like <laughs> your stepfather. Yeah. But it's not gonna get you where you wanna go. Exactly. So taking your power back is compassion and forgiving him, not for his behavior, but for the judgments you made against him. Forgiving yourself for ever buying into anything he ever told you about you being true. Because that's where you got stuck and that's where it went into your body. And when you forgive yourself for ever buying into those beliefs and really feel that forgiveness and really feel that compassion and give those words back to him, because they're just things he thinks about himself. Yeah. None of them are true about you. Then you start to find your power again. So what's happening inside of you as I'm talking? I'm calm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calm. Um, and I don't feel like I'm outside of my body. Like I feel like I'm, I am connected. And that was one of my defenses was to disconnect to not feel. Sure. And so at this moment, like I, I feel present. Beautiful. Okay. This yeah. is great. And I love your awareness about your body. That's great. Okay. So in this moment you feel present mm -hmm. and you feel in your body. Yeah. And, and when you feel in your body, do you feel like you have your power? or more power at least than when you Yeah, because I feel safe. Exactly, you feel safe. Okay, so from this place of calm and presence, 
what would you say to that little girl who heard all those things from stepfather? I would just tell her that that's not true. Yeah. That that's not true and that I am powerful and that I shine. And maybe the reason why he needed to do that was to minimize my shine because it was too much for him maybe at that time. Yes. Yes. It was probably too much love. When people have a lot of self-loathing, and a lot of self-hate and a lot of pain, a child can be incredibly triggering because a child, especially a little girl, is just full of love and he couldn't handle it. It's too painful. So he leaked. And I'm sure you weren't the only one he leaked his pain onto. No. Right. So is the common denominator in this you or him? I want to say it's me. <laughs> well, in terms of like what he said, all those things too. Oh, um, is his behavior unique to you, or do you see he acted that way towards a lot of people? I think I got the most of it, um, but he did leak some of that, of course, onto my mom yep. and and my siblings. But yep, yeah, and maybe you got the most of it because at this incarnation in this lifetime, you are the most equipped to deal with it. And you are the most equipped to transform it. And you are the most equipped to sort of heal all the hurt and pain between the masculine and feminine as well. You know, for, for centuries and centuries and centuries, the shadow of the masculine has exerted power by demeaning others, especially the feminine. And so part of maybe your mission is to help heal that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm going towards. It's all about self-love and I know that that's where I get to step into and you know, I'm willing to step into the darkness and just to kind of deal with what needs to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that. And the more that you do that and the more that you feel it, yeah. the more you're going to have this shift from like a mental concept that you have a lot of understanding about to actually shifting it. But I think part of what would be really useful, and if we were in more of a workshop environment, I'd set this up for you, is to, in your, in your visualizations, or even setting up chairs or some, doing something where you kind of recreate, like see your little girl standing there taking the verbal abuse mm-hmm. and see him and bring your adult self and stand in front of her. Mm-hmm. So let's, let me guide you through a little process okay. right now. Okay, so just close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And I want you just to see yourself at this current age. And then like you have a movie screen on the back of your head, press rewind and see yourself regress in age. All the way till you get down to what, what's a good age for when a lot of this happened, five, six, Yeah, more like 10. 10, okay. And tell me when you can see yourself at 10. Maybe you remember a dress you wore or just tell me when you can see yourself at 10. I can see her. Okay. Okay, great. And can you really feel what it felt like to be a 10-year-old little girl living in this home where you, you didn't really feel safe? 
Yeah. And I'm just telling you and that 10-year-old that in this moment you're safe. This is all just for your healing. And so again, in your visualization, keep seeing that 10-year-old girl, and then I want you to see stepdad across from her. And what happens inside of you when you see him? I just want to hide. You just want to hide. And what else do you feel? I'm just kind of waiting for him to explode. Waiting for him to explode. Okay. So bracing yourself for the trauma. Yeah. And what else do you feel? Do you feel scared? Do you feel sad? I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel alone? Very alone. Very alone. Okay. Okay, good. You're doing great. Okay. So now I want you to bring in your current self, your adult self. And I want you to see yourself come in in your power, not with anger, not with rage, not with hatred, but with the power of love and that fierceness, like that mama bear kind of power. You know what I'm talking about? And I want you to see yourself, you're doing great, standing right in front of your little girl, right in front of her, so she can almost hide behind you. Right in front of her, and you're at eye level with your stepfather. And you're feeling really powerful. What do you want to say to him from your power? And this is about taking your power back. This isn't about being super lovey-dovey compassionate right now. This is that mama bear energy I want you in. I need to leave her alone. Yeah. Good. I need to leave her alone. Really she use did your nothing. Voice. <sighs> she did nothing to hurt you. I don't know why you're picking on her, but you need to leave her alone. Yeah, stop. Whatever you have, it's something that you need to deal with for yourself. And you need to stop exerting it onto her. Right. Just say stop a couple times. You just need to stop. You just need to stop. Mm -hmm. No more. No more. I won't tolerate this anymore. You will not put her down. She will always have me with her, and I will never allow you to hurt her. Good. Good. Anything else you want to say? I want to tell her. Okay, don't tell her yet. Just anything else you want to say to him? It's your hurt, not hers. Good. It's your hurt. And she's not going to take this anymore? Not anymore. She can't. She won't. Good. She won't. Okay. So you feel powerful in this moment? <laughs> feel strong? Okay. You can still be emotional and feel strong. It's another misunderstanding. We can still have our emotion and feel strong. Okay, so good. From that place, I just want you to see him gradually disappearing. So he's moving back and back and back and back and back and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until he's all the way gone. Tell me when you don't see him anymore. He's gone. Beautiful. Take a breath. Now again, in your mind's eye, turn around and kneel down so you're eye to eye with that little girl. And now tell her what you want to tell her. You're safe. I won't let you down. I'm here to protect you and I will always protect you. 
None of what he said was true. None of what he said was true. Not an ounce. You're enough. You're worthy. You are loved and you will always be loved. I'm here for you. And it's over. And it's over. It's all over. all over Good. and just in your mind's eye again kind of bring her to your lap just hold her and just repeat after me so I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not enough that I'm not enough Beautiful. You're doing great, Noemi. So continue with, I forgive myself for buying in the misunderstanding and just forgive any statements he made that you believed. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm stupid, mm. that I'm not smart, that I'm not strong. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not loved. I forgive myself for the misunderstanding that that people only want me for my body. That men. That men only want me for my body. give myself a binding misunderstanding that I can't trust men and men will only hurt me. I forgive myself for misunderstanding that men will only hurt me. And that I can't trust them. And that I can't trust them. forgive myself for the misunderstanding that I have to be hard in order to be strong. Mm. I forgive myself for the misunderstanding that I won't be loved. I forgive myself for the misunderstanding that I'm not enough that I will never be enough. And what's the truth? That I am enough just the way I am. Yeah, what else is true? That I'm beautiful. Yeah. And that it's safe to be in your body. And that it's safe to be in my body. And that there are good men who you can trust. And the truth is that there are good men that I can trust. And I am powerful. And the truth is that I'm powerful. Smart. And I'm smart. And what else? And the truth is that I'm capable. And the truth is 
that I can be loved. Yeah. And I'm worthy of my own love. And I'm worthy of my own love. So I want you to check in with that little girl again. You're doing great. How is she in this moment? We're just hugging each other. So just reassure her that you're not going to leave her. <laughs> you're going to keep checking in with her, and that she's safe now, and that she no longer has to stay in that house. She gets to get out of there. So where's a place she'd like to go? The park. The park. OK, so can you put her in the park? You see her there? Does she like to swing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the swings. So does she feel safe if you not leave her there, but she gets to be there on the swings and you can come back and chat with me, but you're going to really be checking in with her way more often. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Take a nice deep breath. And take your time. No rush time. You just, when you're ready, just come back to me. How do you feel? Um, lighter? Yeah. Lighter. So this is how you take your power back. And this is in a lot of the way, the way that through more of a feminine approach, which again has nothing to do with being a woman necessarily, but through that place of nurturing and compassion and love and also the willingness to go into the pain. So notice you went into the pain, but you feel lighter yeah. because you greeted the pain with compassion. You didn't fight it. You didn't resist it. And by getting in between stepdad, who's now way over yeah. disappeared, and that little girl, it's like you were able to give yourself a voice and protect her. Yeah. So you've been trying to protect yourself by isolating yourself, by keeping people out, yeah. by judging yourself by being harder on yourself than anyone could. Yeah. How you really protect yourself is you go in and you just take that little girl out of that situation. Yeah. I'm connecting with her. And yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So do you see how in, in doing the work like you did today, you were able to feel the truth. Yeah. And do you see how that's different than just thinking? Yeah, because when I think, I still go into self-judgment. And when I feel, it's with compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not like, in this moment, do you feel weak? No. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When it's all mental, I do feel weak because I, I feel like I'm leaking. Yeah. Because I'm worrying about everything and anything, and I'm not seeing myself with compassion. I'm seeing myself with, I was seeing myself with um, the same, same judgment. Right. And it's amazing, that, and that's all an effort to protect you. Yeah. But it ends up making you feel weaker. It does. Yeah. So as you move back into the dating world, mm -hmm. One, it's going to be important not to think all men are like your stepfather. Yeah. But even more importantly, 
it's going to be, you know, giving all this self-acceptance and the love and the sense of safety to yourself. Definitely the safety. Yeah. Because then you attract a man who has more of that inside himself and he's going to be able to show up for you in a different way. You've probably heard me say on the show, we can only give the love that we give ourselves. We can only make someone feel safe to the degree that we feel safe inside ourselves. Yeah. And in the past, I've been very much a caretaker. Yeah. And not have taken care of myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's another way you've been fighting for approval. Yeah. And likability. Because you allowed someone else's criticism of you to make you think that you had to earn love. No. You do not have to earn love. Yeah. You have nothing you need to prove. You're totally 1,000 a million gazillion percent lovable just as you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for such courageous work today. Do you feel like something shifted? I feel peace. Yeah. Yeah. I would call that a shift. And when you think of your stepdad now and all the things he said, how does it feel? Well, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that was good. That was super clear. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like he has as much power, does it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Keep taking back your power. But not through hate. No. Not through anger. Through compassion, through kindness, compassion. and love. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. And I get to forgive myself as well. Yes. That's the most important person to forgive. I get to forgive myself for all the misjudgments. Yes. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for such beautiful work. <laughs> Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, pleasure. I hope that was helpful. It was. Okay, good. I so acknowledge Noemi's vulnerability and her willingness to go into her pain. You hear me talk a lot on this show about being willing to go into our pain. And I'm so glad that I, we had such a beautiful, courageous example of this on the show so you could really see it. Because I think a lot of times we think it has to be super dark and dramatic. And, and sometimes that's useful. Sometimes we really have to go into deep, raw stuff, which is highly emotional. But a lot of times it's just really going into the depths of it. And there's just sadness and tenderness there. And so that was a beautiful example of someone going into their pain. And you saw she didn't fall apart. It wasn't something she couldn't get out of. Yes, I was here guiding her, but it wasn't like this big dramatic thing that she couldn't come back from. In fact, she even said she felt more peaceful afterwards. We spend so much time resisting our pain and being afraid to go back to those memories, but really actually going back and feeling them and dealing with them creates more peace inside. So that was really the work that I did with her because I knew talking, she talked enough about her past. She, she knew how the dots connected. She knew how her limiting beliefs were affecting her life. So it was really about going and taking her power back. And I talked a bit about masculine and feminine here. And like I said to her, this isn't necessarily male, female stuff. This, we all have these energies inside of us. And what she experienced a lot from her stepfather was the shadow side of masculine power, like an abuse of power. He used his position, which was being a big man, being her stepfather, being a position of authority to demean her. 
He didn't feel powerful in his own life. He was hurt. He was probably a very hurt little boy who became a hurt man. And he got power by disempowering her, by telling her all these negative things about herself. So my coaching to her was to help her take her power back, but in a more feminine way, not by fighting, not by hating, not by judging, not by being harder on herself than anyone else could ever be on her, but by going into deep levels of compassion and acceptance. And you saw when she went in and did that visualization and you at home, it's, you could easily do that kind of visualization. She went back to the circumstance. I guided her back so she could be there and she was feeling it. And you could tell she was really connected to it. The mind doesn't know the difference between a well-imagined thought or memory and actual reality. So you could see she was really super connected to it. And once she got to that place and yeah, she had to go back to the pain. She had to feel it, which I know was uncomfortable. But when that adult self came in, and stood up for her and, and said the things that she wasn't able to say, she started to feel like she got her power back. And she was able to push her stepfather away energetically and then turn her focus back to that little girl and tell that little girl the things that she really needed to hear. And then from there, it was doing the self-forgiveness. And she wasn't forgiving her stepfather's behavior. That's one of the misunderstandings about forgiveness is you think you have to forgive someone's behavior to be free. No, that's not really true. You basically move into compassion. They were doing the best they could, even if their choices from your point of view weren't great, but they were. But really the forgiveness is about the judgments you're holding against yourself and them. And it's forgiving the misunderstandings you bought into. So she forgave so many of the misunderstandings about being stupid, about not being enough, about all the terrible things her stepfather said to her. And then after that, she said, the truth is statements. And that's probably going to be something she's going to need to continue doing, not for the rest of her life, but until this starts to shift, until, she's, until she starts to embody the truth of who she is. Because for so long, she's believed these lies about herself. And so it's going to take just a little time. It doesn't have to take much, especially if she has strong intention around it. She doesn't avoid the pain if it comes up again. It'll take just a little time to reprogram her mind and reprogram her body. And like she said at the end, she started to feel calm. She started to feel more centered. She started to feel more empowered. And when we are in that feeling state, those new beliefs can really, really sink in. So I just really encourage you, don't be afraid of doing the deep work. Don't be afraid of going back to those memories and, and taking your power back and applying love and applying compassion. And remember, love and compassion is much more powerful than fear and hate and judgment. So to know Emmy and to all of you, you just have my unconditional love and support as you go into those scary places. I promise you there's a part of you that is so compassionate and so wise. You may see me doing this work with people and say, oh, it'd be easy if I had Christine sitting there, but I'm just modeling to you a part that you have inside. The part you saw of me that was encouraging and compassionate and loving you have that part of you inside. So when you're doing this work, just remember there's a part of you that's going through the experience and then there's that wise, loving, compassionate part. And this is the work that I teach in my personal mastery course. So if this is work that you really feel could serve you, go to christinehauser.com slash mastery, sign up for the course. You can sign up at any time. You also get co group coaching calls with me. And, and that way I will be by your side helping you do this work until you start to really learn and embody how to do it on your own. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 